Hey everyone, I'm Mitchell Ray, and you're listening to another episode of the Real Music Nashville podcast. For this week's episode, I got to sit down with Vera Bloom. She's a uh, great local artist, and we had an equally great conversation over Zoom. Um, she's got like a, a really nice grunge 90s type sound that we sort of get into um, in the conversation on the episode. I'm really looking forward to seeing where she goes and how she develops as an artist. Vera has uh, recently recorded a set at Springwater. Um, she's been releasing this set incrementally, and uh, uh, I think all of it's still not out yet. But So keep a lookout for that on our Instagram and YouTube channel. Uh, she also has a live stream set up at the Five Spot on February 28th, and the digital tickets are available in her Instagram bio, so check that out. I'm sure that's going to be great. And last but not least, um, she has a six-song self-titled EP that's out now, and I urge you guys to go check that out too. It's fucking awesome. Also, uh, if you have a album or a single that you'd like to promote on one of these podcast intros, just contact me at realmusicnashville at gmail.com and we can make that happen. And don't forget, March 1st, we are continuing our live stream series at the Whiskey Bent Saloon downtown on Broad with the Wilson Brothers. And I'm really excited about this one because I managed to get Jax Hollow to come out and do a set. So if you can't make it in person, definitely check out the live stream. That'll be on our Facebook page, and I'll put the link in the show notes so it'll be easy to find. Again, that's March 1st. The show starts at 8 p.m. and goes until 11, and the live stream will be on our Facebook page. Okay, that'll do it for updates and promos. Before we get into this episode with Vera, I just wanted to say I apologize if I sound a little stuffy on this one. I was getting over COVID-19. Luckily, we were doing a Zoom call, so there's no danger there, but again, I apologize if I'm a little stuffy on this one. All right, let's get into the episode with Vera Bloom. I'll transition here with a clip from one of her songs off her self-titled EP. This one's called Bad Decisions. What's up, Vera? Hey. hey. <laughs> the first thing I want to know about you is kind of like um, this, I guess, management group that reached out to me to get in touch with you first off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who is AGD Entertainment and kind of what do they do for you? They are like a um, non-exclusive day-to-day management company that kind of just does like basic keeping you focused and in line and like goal oriented and just, and then you can also hire on help like with uh, booking tours or publicity or just kind of whatever. Um, And so they reached out to me like over a year ago and then I was like, yeah, I could use some help. And 
I had it in my budget, so just went for it, and I don't know. It's kind of been helpful, but it's basically teaching you how to be your own manager, I guess you could say, but with like guidance because <laughs> I'm terrible at a lot of the like back end kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, I guess the reason I asked about it is um, a lot of what this podcast is is kind of um, I want to like build a community of artists around yeah. it. And, um, I feel like a lot of natural artists may end up actually listening to this. And, um, I always like to, uh, sort of discuss, you know, artist management and sort of their experiences with it. And hopefully, it totally. prov- you know, provides a path for, um, other Nashville artists. Um, do you, so did this company have anything to do with, uh, helping you record your EP that's coming out? No, all of the, uh, music and, recording and everything and even set like some of the music videos that I've done and whatnot that's all on me um they helped me with like my uh photo covers and whatnot for like my singles and my album and but ultimately the artist has the final say and creative direction but as far as the music goes that's just completely the artist yeah so would you say they do just like mostly social media stuff and um, uh, sort of leave you up to your own devices as far as finding, uh, you know, bands to help back your music or um, recording sp- uh, spaces and things like that? Um, I don't I don't really know. Cause I think I mean, I started working with them when I already had my bands. I already knew where I was recording and you know, whatnot. So I don't know if they, if it's a good idea for an artist and by good idea, I mean, I guess I just mean like it's worthwhile for an artist to work with them. Like if you, if you don't have some pieces in play already, right. I mean, I don't really know. I can't really speak on their behalf, but um, I just think like have your music, and maybe have it recorded already because their whole thing is, yeah, building a release campaign, uh, which is, uh, you know, like setting up a little timeline and strategy for like, okay, we have to have all these ducks in a row before we do this. And then all these ducks in a row before we do this. And so I think to have your music and your product essentially already set is important before starting to work with them. Okay. So they're, yeah, just like a really, like a good marketing company or something that can put you on a a track for your uh, successful release, I guess. Yeah. But the the thing I like about them being just like day-to-day management is it's, it's really on you at the end of the day um, to like, they're just a guide essentially, unless you like hire them to basically do everything for you. But um for me, like, it's just a guide that kind of, like, gives you, like, a little bit of a template and, like, okay, now I know what I'm doing. But at the end of the day, I'm still the one putting in the work for myself, which is good to learn how to do because it's a lot of work <laughs> and a lot of decisions. But Right. A lot of different hats. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, let's, uh, I mean, let's start at the beginning, I guess. Um, tell me where you came from and sort of your path to Nashville. Yeah. Um, so I'm born, uh, yeah, I was born in Washington state, like kind of near, well, I grew up near Seattle. 
um, not in the city, but, and then I went and spent most of my adult life upbringing in Boston and New York. I went to school out in Boston and then, um, and then I was living in New York city for two years and then I couldn't afford it anymore. And then uh, like Poughkeepsie for two years. And then that's when I decided to come down to Nashville. Um, I met a girl up there who I was like trying to do kind of singer songwriter thing, but just nothing was going on. And then I started riding motorcycles with a girl and she kind of started accompanying me on my songs, which ultimately led me to play, um, electric guitar which is what I always wanted to do but doing a solo act I was always on the acoustic guitar but um but yeah and then she liked Nashville and I wanted to go to Nashville because I have friends down here um and so just like packed up U-Haul came down here and we were doing this project for a couple years but it just wasn't the music I wanted to be doing and I was growing and I wanted to be more rock because this was like kind of southern rock sort of and I wanted to just be rock because I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel authentic to be the Southern part because <laughs> I'm from the North and everything. But um, right. yeah, so now this is my debut, debut piece of music. Um, I was hoping to, you know, perform it, but I guess that'll happen later. <laughs> yeah, uh, we can only hope. Uh, so that was like a yeah. super broad, quick overview. Um, so you went... You went Seattle, Boston, New York, Nashville. Um, at what point did you start writing music and when did that become like your focus? Was it somewhere between Boston and New York? Mm, so I've danced with music like my whole life and I actually went to a music school like uh, in college and afterward I swore it off. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I'm not doing music anymore and that was in 2010 and I took kind of a like four year break, you know, working different odd jobs and whatever. And then it was in New York city in like 2013, I guess. Uh, I picked up my guitar and like wrote one of my favorite songs. And I was like, okay, I'm back at it. But I just, I guess had to get to, I had to miss it enough, you know, because it yeah. had always been music, 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 music for my, whole life like I started playing piano classically at like whatever seven or so I just needed a break and I needed it to become mine instead of what I was supposed to be doing you know yeah so uh so, so yeah um I guess it was in New York City yeah after Boston is when I started to really be like okay I want to make this a career why the jump to Nashville I mean what was your sound in New York? Was it, you said you were sort of part of like a Southernish type rock band. Um, but now you have just mostly like a, an alternative, almost grungy type sound. When do you think you sort of came into that sound? Um, surely it wasn't in New York because having that type of sound, I, w I couldn't see someone looking at Nashville and thinking, Hey, this is, um, you know, the hub for, all music you know it, it looks like music uh it looks like nashville is like country music from the outside you know yeah um yeah i definitely i don't know i had this like so i when i was living in new york city i started playing with the band um but i was playing acoustic still 
And I remember the bass player, he was like, I thought I was going to have like a 70s sound for some reason, because that was my fixation. And he was like, you have a really 90s sound. And I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) And then I kind of started getting this fixation on country music. And I don't know why I have no explanation, but I think it was because I knew I wanted to move to Nashville because I wasn't happy in New York. Um, so I think because of that notion, I like started to just develop a fixation on country. Um, and you know, like singer songwriter folk stuff can kind of sound a little country too. Um, I mean, it's like real country music, but, um, oh, and then the girl I met loves country music. So we kind of like started collaborating and it kind of came this like mesh of rock folk country. But then I like, as things started to strip away in my life, toxic relationships and whatever, I was just left with the music that I have now. And I, I'm actually really proud of my sound and I really like it a lot. That's great. Um, so when you moved down here to Nashville, did you get sucked into the, the songwriting sort of sawmill that can be downtown? Uh, downtown? No, I never, I never got sucked into doing anything downtown because I'm terrible at, uh, remembering, other people's songs. <laughs> so I cannot do cover songs. That's like not an option for me, but I did do a lot of singer songwriting rounds, or I guess you call them songwriter rounds for a long time. And everyone afterward would be like, Oh, here's my number. Let's write, let's write, let's write. And I would always be like, yeah, and then it would never happen. Yeah. And then I kind of just got burnt out of that, that circle. I just, I, I mean, I like playing acoustic, but I just love playing electric, you know, and getting loud with the band. And I, I just had to like start saying no to a lot of people and, and, you know, broke up with that girl that I was doing that duo with and by, I professionally broke up. And, um, so yeah, I was just left with myself and started put a band together and now we rock (laughs) and I really like it. That's awesome. That's something I was going to ask you about if you, actually put a band together um or if you have hired guns that you use um it sounds like you put a uh your own group together how did you meet those guys um so i was dating my drummer a while ago and then he knew some players and so um basically it was kind of like through him that I gathered players, but now he's gone. I have an awesome new drummer, but the guitar player and the bassist are still on board um, and really into the project. So, you know, things can come and go in the group, I guess I would say. And I, you know, if a life move happens for any of the players, you know, that's awesome for them. And I'll just have to find someone else, you know, but I do love that we're all wanting to play together you know um so it's it's basically like a band but I also try to show them my appreciation and pay them what I can uh just just like so it's kind of that's kind of like a hired gun thing I guess but I don't know it's a mixture I suppose yeah it sounds like um it sounds like they might have 
some vested interest in you, like they actually believe in what you're trying to put out, but also everyone's got to make a living at some point. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So um, is there like a particular venue downtown or in Nashville that you kind of would consider your home, you think? Uh, Do you think you found a sense of community in Nashville? Yeah, um, I love, I guess you could call it the rock block. Um, I live in West End and I've been here going on my third year and uh, and I like shoot pool at Springwater all the time or used to um, oh, that's a and great place. like played there a couple times and I would say if I had to choose a favorite that one might be mine but I also love playing Exit In and I love going to see shows there um, but there are still so many music venues that I haven't had a chance to play on and I really can't wait to yeah hopefully they're like, also, I have, yeah hopefully they're still around after all this covid shit i know i know yeah the i think I the i think the exit in just got bought up and they're building a freaking uh apartment complex right across from the exit in so i don't know things may start to uh, like where gold rush is yeah they bought up that whole like area that whole little strip right there how well, shitty is that? Accident better not be going anywhere. <laughs> I know, right? We're, they're going to have people like calling in uh, noise complaints and stuff because it's a residential apartment just right across the street. It makes no sense. No. But and, uh, yeah. Anyways, enough ramblings cool. of a local. Yeah. So uh, talk to me a little bit about this EP that's coming out on the twenty second. Um, is it self titled? Yeah. Okay, and. You're stepping out now as Vera Bloom for the first time. Do you rebrand it mm-hmm. for this uh, EP specifically? Sorry, what was the question? Um, so are you, you're stepping out as Vera Bloom for the first time specifically for this EP. Is this like a, a rebranding event type thing for you? And kind of what led to that? Yeah, I think it's... I guess that you could call it rebranding, but I kind of feel like it's like... Uh, just coming back to who I am. And that was kind of the thought behind Vera Bloom. Like it's not my birth name, but um, Vera is a derivative from like real or truth and Bloom, you know, is how I really feel like I am like, I'm blooming with this music and I've just shed so many older versions of myself and layers that, I, I don't know. I, I personally feel like this is the most authentic version of myself and musically and everything. I, 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 there's no pretense here and I'm, I feel just good and proud of it. And yeah. Um, stepping into Vera Bloom. Like I, I like the meaning behind the name and it feels good and I think it sounds cool. And <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I'm pretty proud of it. It's six songs. I have a lot more, but it's an EP, six songs. I've already released two of them. Um, And then, yeah, you'll get the rest on Friday the 22nd. That's awesome. Um, Was this a collaborative effort in any way with you and your band, or is this all straight from you? Um, I I do. I mean, I do all the songwriting, and uh, but I definitely, like, didn't write every single part, I guess, if that that's what that means. You know, like, I'll bring it with, to the band 
and be like, mm, you know, like we all start playing and, um, you know, arrangement wise and whatever, like it's mostly what I hear, but I'm always, always open and love what a lot of the other guys come up with, you know, cause they're good at their instrument and, and yeah. just have good taste. So yeah, so I would say I would be, I would be lying if I would say, no, there's no collaboration, you know, like I, I absolutely owe part of my sound to the guys that I play with. Yeah. That's what I was kind of wondering if like you bring an idea or like maybe a fully sketched out, uh, like lyrics or something like that. And then you have your guys, um, sort of jam around that, or do they bring riffs to you to practice sometimes or, um, how does that uh, process go? Yeah, no, I always bring a full song. Um, and so like the songwriting is pretty much like, there's no messing with it. I don't, I don't really like to co-write. Um, and it's, I also, I have problems sharing the creative role. And so I made that pretty clear to everyone. Like no one, no one's bringing ideas and be like, let's make this a song. You know, like I, I just can't, like I've been there and done that and I just can't do it, at least not now. <laughs> so, but definitely it'll be like, I'll be like, take a solo, you know, cause there's a, I do rhythm guitar mostly. And then Jacob, my guitar, the other guitar player, his role is like lead, you know? So he comes up with cool. If he comes up with something I'm like, yes, I love that. That's what it's going to be, you know? Yeah. But um, I always bring a full song to the table. And would you say like there's maybe a, a particular time or place where you write better? Um, I always know for me it was like 3 a.m. back in the day when I had time to do that. You know, it just it felt like songs just sort of flowed out of me in that way instead of like, um, you know, if a song feels too hard to write, it's almost like maybe you should just move on. This isn't the one. It's How yeah, do you feel about I that? I have a definite rule, which is... Um, like I, I chew on ideas for a while and then, then I know when it's time, like, okay, it's time to like sit this and do this. And, it, but if it does, if I can't finish the song in a day, pretty much, then I just, it's, I usually just like, it's not meant to be <laughs> scrap it. Yeah. That, that seems to be a good policy. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're not, if, if you write part of the song and you're not constantly thinking about it and you're not coming back to finish it like almost immediately, then I think it was just like an idea you needed to get out, but not really something that needed to come to life and get put into the circuit, you know, of your set. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times you can always um, sort of keep those in the back burner too. And uh, it's funny what you can revisit sometimes, you know, I'm sure you've run into that. Have you had any, songs that uh you kind of kept on the shelf and then sort of folded back into your playlist or anything yeah totally um i mean i've had i've had some songs especially really emotional ones uh it's like you kind of have to just leave them alone until you become kind of numb <laughs> you know from like you can separate how your feelings from what you wrote that song about and then, then you can come back to it. And it's like, just about a cool song. Like it's not, you know, you're not going to get all teared up or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Do you have any, 
are there any songs like that on this album that um that maybe i don't know uh you needed some distance from before you could bring them into the ep um there's one song that was definitely hard to write but i think by the time i played it with the band i had already gotten over that um so no i don't not really not any not any of them that are on the ep there's definitely been during that time when i was breaking up with my drummer there was definitely some songs i would bring to the band where it's just like you know just basically like giving him the finger that was super awkward for them i'm sure we don't play those ones anymore (laughs) (laughs) they're just like okay i feel like this is very poignantly directed towards someone that we used to know (laughs) (laughs) no no it's all good and actually none of those songs on the ep are about him so okay so you're not doing a taylor swift thing then nah nah. (laughs) no in fact i'm not really good at writing I don't write love songs and I don't really write happy songs. I usually just write like um, introspection, you know, just about where my life. And so there is one breakup song, but that was from an older ex. And um, yeah, you're, yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, you're um, from what I've seen, your music is more, I don't know, like, like charged, like hard charging, like, um, I don't know. There was an Instagram post of yours that I liked where you're just like, um, you're on stage and it's like a guttural scream with you and your guitar. And, uh, uh, yeah, it just seems like you're more about that type of energy and not, um, yeah, definitely not love songs and stuff. Definitely more grunge. Yeah. I get so fired up. Like I almost feel like a demon takes over my body when I'm on stage, but that song is on the EP bad decisions. And that's like my punk kind of Iggy Pop and the Stooges sounding one. And uh, it's that's my favorite one to perform because I just, yeah, scream my head off. Yeah, it was pretty powerful. Even though it was like a 10 second clip, I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, like um, trembling, like, <sighs> but yeah, right. people love it, I think, or they hate it. Either way, I don't care. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so let's talk about live performance now um you've got this ep coming out what's what's the plan to promote it um considering you know live uh, live performance is so like um I, don't, I mean almost non-existent at this point yeah i so i'm making moves on that i um i contacted Springwater um and set up a date later this month to do like a safe I mean as far I don't know I I don't know how to touch on COVID stuff but like to do a show but have it you know a recording of the show so it's not a live stream and it's not a live show it will be we'll be playing the EP songs live and having it the audio and the video recorded you know just to give people some live stuff but, um, you know, even that's like, you have to try your best, I guess. Like everyone who's not on stage will be wearing masks. I don't know. Like there's so many logistics to figure out, but I do know that at Springwater, they do, they have been doing live streams uh, from bands. So they're experienced with like how to keep 
protocol and like da 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 whatever. So right. But that's that's my plan. So they're um. So they're not actually doing a live stream. You said they're going to record it and then you'll put it out on your own later. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I just. I think it's better. Not, I don't want to say better, but for me, I would be more comfortable just getting a kick-ass recording um, and video of it, of each song, you know, and just have the power to put songs out or put the whole thing out. You know, you have choices that way. There's almost like a live stream circuit going on in Nashville right now. You got like the five spot, um, we're doing live events. Uh, apparently Sweetwater is, it seems like, I know Exit In is, um, it seems like there's a lot of options, uh, have you considered contacting any of them and sort of setting that up? Um, I haven't yet. I just, I wanted to get this. Um, I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but I do, I just wanted a solid pre-recorded video of us performing. And I mean, in turn, that'll force us to like tighten up, you know, cause we haven't been playing together, but this right. will force, force us to tighten up as a band and then, you know, maybe we can look into these live streams. But yeah. I, I haven't made the uh, action to get get on that train, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of artists also um, that I've talked to, they seem to really not be into the live stream thing. Um, like the energy isn't... <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, I've been sick. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, yeah, a lot of the bands I've been talking to, they've said that the energy almost isn't there. So they're not even interested in doing the live streams. How do you feel about that? Yeah. yeah I mean, that is, that is a consideration of mine. I think, I think if we go into that room knowing what it is and, and it's not, it's just about performing, but it's not really about performing for anyone. Um, it, it in a way, it's like, you don't even have to worry about, oh, I wonder who's watching right now. Or like, you don't have to worry, like, if the sound is good, you know, you can rely. It's like, it's a more controlled environment. And it's just about getting a kick-ass show, like, recording. So, I don't know. I think that's a, a good first step for me and for, for us getting back into the whole performing thing. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> These are just weird times. It's like, I don't, I, I wanted, I just want to perform. Ultimately I want to perform. So if it comes to just doing live streams, I'm totally down. But um, I guess I'm just kind of segueing into it with getting like a controlled video, you know, just something hard uh, and recorded down and then you can move on from there. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, um, is there anything else you want to plug? I mean, um, just give me the whole spiel for your EP coming out and uh, where we can find it. And um, if there's anything else, uh, I definitely want to know about it. Yeah. Um, really excited about this EP, six songs. And if you like alternative rock and grunge, um, I think you'll like it. <laughs> and I it's just a really personal, authentic version of 
I don't know, myself. And I think a lot of people can relate to it. A lot of people really enjoyed the first two singles that I put out. Um, and I'm on pretty much all of the social medias, you know, like Instagram and Twitter, Facebook and whatever. Um, but I'll, it's only digitally released. I'm not, I'm not doing hard copies. Um, I have a goal where it's like, I want to do another EP and then I want to add both of the EPs together to make like a physical thing. Okay. But we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I just didn't really want to spend the money or the CD sales in the past have not been great. So I was just like, <laughs> you know what? Digital only. That's just the way it's going to be. But, um, but yeah, so it'll be available on all the things and I'm trying to make a music video for my favorite song off the EP, which is blue. That's the third track. Um, so there's stuff to watch on YouTube as well. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm excited to like exist as Vera Bloom, you know, and get this ball rolling and, so far, Nashville has been receiving it pretty well, which makes me really happy. Yeah. Um, speaking of Nashville receiving it well, uh, two of the songs were on uh, 102.9 The Buzz, which is pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Um, how did you hook that up? Um. Well, Andy Heron is the local uh, DJ, like local music DJ. He has a show on Sunday nights from 9 to midnight. And so he, like, keeps an eye on so many bands. Um, and I think he gets a lot of submissions. I think I submitted something to him like a long time ago. Yeah. So maybe that's how I was on his radar. But um, yeah, he just was like, this is kick-ass. And he played the first song. And then the second song was more like of the vein of the buzz, you know, music. Yeah. So uh, they, that song, Love Like Knives, got on rotation for the buzz cut of the week, um, you know, played at 2 p.m. or whatever. But um, but yeah, it's I mean, it's Andy. The lo he's he keeps an eye on a lot of local rock artists. So yeah, it's great to have that resource. And uh, yeah, I think you're making a good decision with the whole keeping it digital thing. That's sort of like um, I don't know. That's that's sort of the new wave, you know, the new generation thing to do is just keep it all online. There's no need for physical distribution anymore, it seems like. And you don't have to have that overhead cost. So, I mean, that yeah. just seems like a perfect way to go. Yeah. Um, and I mean, as an independent artist, like, it's not really worth, I mean, especially not going on tour, you don't need it in your merch bag, you know, and it's like, it, unless you get like release something with a record label who's going to like front the money for it. I, I think as an indie artist, it's not really worth it, but I could yeah. be wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're definitely taking the approach um, that, I don't know, makes the most sense to me, but uh, well, uh, I think we're going <laughs> to, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up here, man. This has been a great interview. And um, the way I mentioned at the beginning of the show that, you know, I'm trying to build a community of artists that can, pro you know, promote each other, build each other up and everything. And, um, the awesome. way, the way I end this show, um, in, in that vein is I just ask every artist at an interview, um, what Nashville based artist would you recommend to our listeners that you think really needs, um, you know, uh, that really deserves kind of a shout out. Hmm. That's a good one. Um, I think most recently there's this band up and coming called Beyond Here Music, and it's four guys, 
And I don't know, they just have like a really raw, authentic, non-pretentious, not trying to be anybody else kind of thing about them. And they just released an EP. So I would say, check them out. I think their Instagram is beyond hear music. And um, they, yeah, they also have had like three songs played on the buzz with Andy and whatever. And that's how I know them. Um, but yeah, that's who I'm going to say. Awesome. I I'm, really so, like that. awesome. I'm so glad you brought them up. They are the shit. I've had them on the show as well. And oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you can cuss. This is the internet. Who gives a fuck? I didn't know. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's awesome that you know them. And um, yeah, I think you guys are definitely in the same vein. I'd love to see you guys on a show together sometime. That would be rad. I hope so too. If you're listening. Yeah. Right. Here. <laughs> but all right. Well, that's uh, Vera Bloom. Thank you so much for being on. You're the shit. Your music's awesome. I can't wait to see you live. Just like all these artists that I'm talking to now, I can't see anyone fucking live because of COVID. But as soon as you got a, as soon as you got a live show, post it and I'll be there. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Mitchell. All right. See you, Vera. All right. Bye. And that is the episode with Vera Bloom. Don't forget that she has um, sets that she recorded at Springwater coming out, a live stream at the Five Spot February 28th, and a six-song self-titled EP out now on all your favorite streaming platforms. Also, don't forget that we are doing our live stream show March 1st at the Whiskey Bent Saloon downtown Nashville on Broad, and uh, Jack's Hollow is going to be there, which I'm super stoked about. So tune in to the live stream on our Facebook page. And we will transition out of this episode with Love Like Knives off of Vera's new EP.